everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 73 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to be talking about either your best friend or your worst enemy, and that <laughs> is recovery. What, what kind of role does recovery play in your running journey, and what kind of role should it play? We're going to talk about that today and maybe give you a little bit of guidelines and recommendations for some of the good practices for recovery. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So this has been a very big recovery week uh, for me. Yes. I think it's like the largest voluntary time off that I've taken in quite a while. Yeah, I think me too. I took three days off. I'm up to nine. Yeah. Well, actually, I took a little bit more time than that off. So the race was on Sunday. Yep. And then I took off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I ran an easy four miles on Thursday. So three days. Yeah. And then <laughs> I did a little bit of weight training on Friday. But then I didn't run again. I didn't do anything Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So so like you pointed out before, sometimes with runners, um, recovery is sort of a tricky thing to stick through. Yeah. And then today... <laughs> you doubled. And today, I was so excited to get back into running that I did my normal five mile run with a little bit of speed work thrown in this morning and then decided to do another run tonight. So I was so excited because this morning after my run, my watch actually rewarded me with an increase in my VO2 max. Fantastic. I know. So I was so excited. I was like, oh, maybe that all that time off really did my body good. And so then I (laughs) swiftly followed that up with a run 12 hours later. Yeah, that might not have been the best choice. Did and your watch even say you were recovered at that point? No. I mean, and, it totally then, makes this stuff up, but... And then my watch, net, like, it brought my VO2 max back down. That's because you went for a run when you wah, weren't fully recovered, wah. so your heart rate went too high, and your watch <laughs> said, nope, good try. My heart rate wasn't that high. It, it, there was, like, this really weird patch of, like, elevation right at the beginning of the run for... I had, I don't know why, but... And I... I think that the watch then interprets that you were like super spiked early yeah. and then it throws your average and it, it, it messes with you. Wah, wah. You know, if you kind of keep sticking <laughs> with it for another week, it might bump you back up to your new VO2 max. There you go. Like when I first hit like my like highest I've ever been, I hit it for a day, it disappeared for two weeks and then it was back. Yeah. So, yeah it's done that to me before too. It's nice. Yeah. So recovery. So what is a good idea? What are good guidelines for recovery? We talked a little bit about this before, right? um, Was it last week, a couple weeks ago, when we talked about the elites? Was this on the podcast or was this just you and I talking? Oh, you know, it all blends together. (laughs) I know. We were talking about the... um, Oh, we were talking about, we were listening to another podcast. That's what it was. We were listening to another podcast with an interview with one of your favorite guys. Yes. With Steve Magnus. Steve Magnus was pointing out how elites after like major races tend to take a large period of time off. And by large period, depending on who it is, it could go from like one to three weeks where Mm -hmm. they're literally not running. Right. They're probably still doing stuff, being quite active, Mm -hmm. but they're not running. They're not worried about getting in any sort of mileage at all. Yeah. And and then he kind of had a comment about recreational runners, right? Because that that was his guideline and his recommendation for elite runners that they have this very like extended period of time where they're not running at or working out at all. And he was saying that, in his opinion, it's even more important for 
um, more recreational runners to have this period of downtime as well, which you kind of weren't so keen on. Like you, I see where he's coming from, yeah. but I'm not sure I necessarily exactly agree with that opinion. And yeah. I mean, most of his stuff is super scientifically backed. That's why I like him so much. Right, but and that's that's what makes was, it kind of hard to argue with him too. Yes, that's what makes it very difficult to argue yeah. with him. But this one was definitely, I mean, she even put the put the question out there of, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And he suggested that for a recreational runner where they're not, you know, trying to push to these, these utmost limits, but they're still testing their boundaries, mm-hmm. but without, you know, as much supervision and, you know, so many professionals around them trying to make sure that they're adequately recovered and massaged and, and all sorts of therapists and everything that taking this extended time off is going to be even more valuable. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know if I believe that either. Because the thing about that statement, that's really just his opinion. Yes. And there is no good research to prove that with recreational runners. Because all of these research studies, I, I guess I shouldn't say all, because maybe there's some out there that we just aren't aware of. But so many of these research studies that... Um, look at this, look at high-level elite athletes. And a lot of them are cyclists, not even runners. And a lot of these studies go on cyclists. Well, because it's easier to measure on cyclists. And they don't They don't move. They, they look at elites and they look at like just under like sub-elites, yeah. like really, really fast, just not quite Olympic caliber. And a lot of the studies are done on that. And so mm-hmm. when you're trying to pull that down to a population of like, you know, your weekend warrior or your real your, life runners, your real life runner who's out there, you know, on, on three to four days a week running, right. is the extended break actually all that necessary? Right. And how much of a break is necessary or even recommended? You know, maybe a couple of days is good enough, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, like who knows? And I think that it does vary from person to person. I think it substantially varies. Um, And it depends on how much running you're doing in the first place. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're running three days a week, then do you need to take an extended time off after, you know, you hit one of your major races? Maybe if you're running three days a week and then doing something else very, very active on the other four days, then you could benefit from some actual Mm -hmm. complete pullback. But if... If you're taking regular recovery days throughout the week to begin with, I'm not sure that taking a week off after you hit a race is necessarily a a good idea. Yeah, and it depends on the the length of the race, too, and how hard you push yourself. I mean, a 10K or a 5K is much different than a full marathon because, like we've discussed before, a full marathon wrecks your body. No matter who you are or how good you are, how elite you are, how fast you are, how strong you are, if you run 26.2 miles or more than that, if you're in, into ultras and stuff, your body starts to break down at that at those distances. Recovery is necessary. Yeah, super but it, necessary. But if you have some of the shorter distance races, you can run those hard, and those can you know you can be sore after those those races, but that's not going to take the same toll on your body as some of the longer distances. But if you're going through like a season and this is where it starts looking more like elites because they have like indoor season and outdoor season, you know, and depending on what kind of climate you live in, you probably have different times of the year where that's a a good time chunk where there's a bunch of 5Ks offered or like half marathons or at this time of the year. And down here, all of our longer races don't get going until like end of 
end of October, beginning of November, mm-hmm. and then they stop by the time it hits March. Yeah. Because anything, any other time of the year, it's just the surface of the sun. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so you've well, got and, these windows. And then there's like these people that are in these, the polar vortex right now. The polar vortex. It sounds ridiculous. I, I, I can't imagine what that cold weather Hopefully is like. Hopefully there's a treadmill nearby. Yeah. I think that if you're, if you're up there in that polar vortex, stay indoors for the next couple of days or however long it's supposed to last. Yeah. It gets to a point where it's like, yes, you were very, very tough that you were able to go out there. You should be commended for doing it. But there's a point where it's not being commended. You just are putting yourself in danger. Yeah. It's not smart. Yeah. Yeah. So be safe out there. Stay warm if you're up up north, one of our northern runners, um, and don't do anything that would put your health in jeopardy. That's a good way of looking at there it. There we go. All right, so let's get into this a little bit more here. So let's talk about these periods of acute recovery. So we're talking about after the races or, um, you know, even after hard workouts during your training cycle, we very much believe in recovery after those hard workouts as part of your training cycle to actually allow yourself to reap the benefits of your workout. Because the training gains are not you don't gain during the workout. The workout is designed to break your body down and to push your body to the limits. Your body actually gets stronger, actually gets faster during the recovery period after the workout. As long as you're actually taking the recovery period Correct. appropriately. Right. You, your body can't build new muscle and, and make yourself stronger if you're not giving it adequate fuel. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to come back and run again too quickly or whatever it is, like if you're trying to make the gains – you need to give your body both the time to make the gains and the appropriate you environment. Know, yes, the appropriate environment. Give it food, give it water, give it sleep. Like sleep. It, it needs all of these things. Yes. Otherwise, you're not making gains. You're, you think you're taking a rest day, but it's not an actual rest day. You're also fasting during that day. Like You need food, you need sleep, otherwise you, you got issues. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I like what you have written here. This is a, this is a nice line you have in, the, in our outline. Uh, the daily grind will quickly grind you up as an athlete. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it's it's not just fuel and sleep. Like one of the other big things on this is stress. Mm -hmm. If you're like, okay, well, I don't have a run today, so my to-do list is now three times as long because if I don't have a run today, then I've got this extra time to work with. Suddenly... That recovery day is is this day where you're just mentally fried because you're trying to get so much accomplished that you're still not recovering. Right. Maybe you're going to get a little bit physical. Your legs are going to feel better on the next day, but you're not mentally ready to go again. Yeah, you make a really good point with this because I don't think that a lot of people take that into consideration when they think about recovery days. They don't think about their daily stress and mindset, like the, what's going on up in their head and all the things all the to-do lists and everything else that's that's going on, they don't really think of that. They think of the workout. Yeah, they think of the workout. Yeah. And if they're not running really fast that day, then it must be a recovery day. Mm. Look at what's involved in your recovery day and check and see whether you're actually recovering. Yeah. You know, I... Uh, I go back so much to the to the kids on the high school team, and I was talking to them today, actually, just about recovery, of all the different things that you should check off to make sure you're recovering. And as I was saying, and the one kid started counting on their fingers, and yeah. they're like, uh, I don't do any of the appropriate things for recovery. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you, you should do that. Right. You should consider eating correctly yeah. and sleeping on occasion. Mm-hmm. Like, but what if I have four tests the next day? You know, it's the high school equivalent of what if I have a major deadline in business? Right. Like, 
you you have to take that into account that that might not be a full recovery day. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need an extra. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. I'm so glad you pointed that out because if you don't take that recovery day as an actual recovery day and if you just have loads of stress piled on top of you, you're quickly going to become burnt out or injured. Like, and people always think, oh, the training load and this and that. Like, what about your life load? You know, like. <laughs> your life load. It's true, right? <laughs> let's, let's trademark that term. Oh, your life load. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like thinking about all the different things going on in your life right now. We had a friend that was, you know, she had taken some easy runs last week, but she was just feeling wiped out. And when you think about all the other things going on in her life, there's a reason she's wiped out. It wasn't just the running. It wasn't just the workouts. So we're like, okay, you need to take today as a full off day. And then tomorrow's run that you were going to do speed is going to be an easy day. You need to adjust in order to take the recovery that your body actually needs. And she's finally, she's feeling better this week, thank goodness, but she's finally recovering. Yes, because it's not, it's not just the physical, it's the mental aspect. You know, the, the two terms that always get out there is burned out or injured. It's the same thing. Like both of them is is too much of something without the recovery. Burned out is you are mentally injured and injured, you know, everybody thinks physical, but burned out is literally just mentally injured. Mm-hmm. Your motivation is done. You are fried. You're like, oh, I'm going to go for speed today. Nope, I'm giving up on that run. If you have no motivation, you you are mentally out of your game and you need to take some time to actually pull back and and wait until you're enjoying it again. Right. So how do you know if you might be on one of these tricky paths? Like one of the answers is maybe you're starting to hit a plateau or even a gradual decline, even if you're working harder. Like your workouts are starting to ramp up. You should be hitting higher levels of speed. You you feel like you're working harder. Your effort level is there, but you're not able to hit those paces. Yeah, this tends to happen late in the season where people, they, they're physically in better shape. And so they're like, all right, so I'm going to hit this workout even faster. Yeah. I did this workout three weeks ago. I'm going to do the same workout at a faster pace. And they do, and they hit the workout at a faster pace. And they're like, oh, great, now I can do my next workout at an even faster pace. And even though their workouts are getting better, maybe even faster, when it comes time for an actual like race performance, it's still just staying at the same point yeah. because they're going overboard and they're not getting the recovery. They're so excited about how good of a sh- in, in shape they are mm-hmm. that they're basically burning through everything they've got in practice mm-hmm. instead of you know, using this on, on races and stuff like that, giving it a chance to express your, your full ability. You're just, you're so used to kind of blowing it up in practice that, you know, on, on a day in day out training, you, you've got nothing left. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it's funny because, you know, we've talked about this before about that whole FOMO thing with the fear of missing out. And especially if you're a part of a running group and you don't want to miss out on the speed work or you look at other people that are in your group and what they're doing and it's harder than what you're doing. And I know that I've done that before in my group, even though I know the science behind it, I know that this is how I coach people. Not you with a morning run and an evening run today. I know. I know. (laughs) Gosh, I just like totally defined FOMO today, didn't I? And lack of recovery. But so, you know, we all fall into it, even me who I, I preach this to people, but sometimes it's not always the easiest to follow through with. Um, but it's good because I feel like the Key West race really hit home for me and, and was that 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the reassurance that I needed that yes. I was doing the correct thing. That like I was able to hit faster paces than I thought I was going to be able to hit in a race and just kill that race. And even though I was training at paces slower than some of my friends. Yes. I remember when I was in high school, one of my coach's keywords, like his key phrase was, you can't race faster than you train. Mm -hmm. And this is pretty true in, in short distances. Mm -hmm. Like if you're training for a mile, you need to make sure you have some real good high end speed. Yeah. But the longer the distance, I think the less applicable, applicable it is. Mm -hmm. Like you need to be in really good shape. You need to work all sorts of different systems and put yourself in good shape. Once you're out there racing for an hour, you just need to be in really good shape. Yeah. And one of the ways, I mean, the, the point of this whole, whole episode, the point, the way to get in good shape is not just the workouts, but the massive recovery, but the recovery, but sometimes you can get into a a tricky balance with recovery. And if you're, especially if you're trying to balance running and strength training and, and other things, like if, if you're a runner like me, I like to do multiple things. I don't like to just run every day like you. Like yes. I, I like to mix it up. I like to have multiple strength training days. I like to integrate yoga in my schedule. I like to run. I like to do speed work and long runs. So there's a lot of moving pieces in my puzzle. Yes, lots. And And I think that's – I've been a, a source of learning and frustration for you as a coach, <laughs> haven't I? <laughs> well, it's, it's tricky because – you just want to keep getting in better and better shape. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you can't hit a speed workout and then follow it with like a really hard strength day. Mm-hmm. And I've come to learn that you can. Yeah. You just then need to have the next day also be like a, an extensive recovery day. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do speed, then hard strength, and then speed again. You certainly can't do speed and then hard strength on legs and then speed again. Right. But if you're, if your strength day is excessively upper body mm-hmm. and you're almost completely like leg free, then yeah. you might actually be able to hit that lineup mm-hmm. because you are giving your legs recovery and trying to fit everything and, and cram it all in, trying to put your speed work and a strength on the same day. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have time for that. We you know we covered that in the last few weeks here is, yeah. You know, we're, we're real life runners. If you only have an hour to work out and your, your running workout is an hour, then that means strength days go in the next day. Yeah. You have to do strength on another day. That's why I like to typically do my harder strength days on Monday. And then I hit a speed workout on Tuesday. So even if my legs are tired, that's actually benefiting me because even though I might not be able to hit the paces exactly the way you you tell me I need to, which really hasn't happened yet. So far, I've been pretty good um, with hitting those paces. But even if I'm, I'm feeling tired and my legs are feeling tired the next day, that's benefiting me because later on when I'm in a race and I have tired legs, like I can still be able to hit certain paces and hit speed on those days. So then what I'll do is like the Wednesday, I'll go a little bit lighter on my strength or just do focus more on upper body. Um, I'll do some more, instead of doing weights per se, I'll do more like body weight type of workout. Um, and so that I just won't, it won't be as high intensity because that's in between my two running speed days. Yes. It pulls substantially back on the intensity. You yeah. still like to get a, a workout in, yeah. but it's a lot of body weights. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more, um, it, it's a lot less intense to look at because yeah. I've, I've watched you to hit that workout. At. I've watched you hit the workouts. I enjoy watching you work out. Like, <laughs> 
but the, the Monday workout looks painful and the Wednesday workout looks much more graceful and beautiful. Mm. Like you're not just throwing Aww. giant weights around all over the place. Well, and that's how my Friday is too. My Friday is kind of more my recovery day because yes. that's after my speed and after my strength day. So I, I've and been setting doing, you up for a long run Yeah, and setting me up. Right. So Fridays are typically my yoga days where I will do kind of yoga. I'll do some upper body, you know, push-ups and core work. I do a lot of core work on Friday. Um, and that'll kind of lead nicely into my long run on, on Saturday. And then, you know, that, that works your week out nicely. Yeah. I kind of, and then Sunday's either a recovery day or a nice easy run. Yeah. Yeah. I move my schedule around to kind of accommodate what, where everything can go in, but I try and get in two speed days and a long run over the week. Mm-hmm. So sometimes Monday, Wednesday, sometimes Monday, Friday, yeah. Sunday's usually the long run, but I don't like to do a Sunday long run and then follow it with speed on Monday. So yeah. it's, it's a, a schedule that's always in motion. Yeah, because you're so good and, and you like really let me prioritize like my group runs and I really appreciate that. So thank you. Well, as long as you've got some flexibility in the schedule and you can make it work, yeah. then, you know, like we, we both managed to get in everything that we're trying to get in. Right. Like that's the key is be able to have that flexibility. If you have some basic guidelines of never put two ridiculously hard running days back to back, don't mm-hmm. do speed followed by speed or long run followed by speed right. or speed followed by long run. Yeah. Unless you're planning on taking two to three days to recover, yeah, which is in fact a totally doable thing. Mm-hmm. Like a back-to-back two hard days, fine, don't do it every week and plan on taking like two to three days to recover from that. Yeah. So when you're unsure, we really do recommend to err on the side of, of getting more rest. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. If you're like, Ooh, should I do this workout? It might be okay. I could probably do it and, and fit this thing in. My body will be okay. Yeah. Maybe once, but if you try and keep that same schedule for the next week and the next week, and the yeah. next week, then you're back to injured and burnt out. Yeah, you're so going to break down. Yeah. Err on the side of add in some extra recovery mm-hmm. and, and take a longer view of it. You know, mm-hmm. yes, maybe you're not going to be able to get to that, that PR in three weeks. Maybe yeah. it'll take you six weeks because you're building in the recovery, Mm -hmm. but building that recovery, you're going to be able to take the greater gains. Yeah. You know? So, um, and that's what I've got here is, um, unless you really have a time constraint, like unless there is a a race on the calendar and you've already put down some good money to enter that race, take the long view and be like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm going to hit that PR, but it's going to take me an extra month to get to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the key is that consistent preparation and taking an extra rest day here and there. If you are consistently working out five to six days a week, seven days a week, if you take an extra rest day, you're going to be fine. You're not going to, it's not going to force you to just completely fall off the wagon and, and gain all this weight or lose all your fitness. And, you know, people are so concerned that they're going to lose things if they take recovery and rest days, like they're going to lose something, but more cases, I'll let you know tomorrow (laughs) in more cases than not, you gain more when you recover. If you, if, if, if done properly, I mean, we're not take, you know, saying to like fall off the wagon for three weeks and then jump back on for a week and then fall off for another couple of weeks. Like that's not what we're talking about. That's that's complete like consistency. Taking an extra off day is very different than taking an extra off week, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, we're looking at like on a day to day scheduling on, on an acute level, what is recovery? Right. So if you need an extra recovery day, 
that helps your consistency. Mm. You know, that day was a day off, but that means that you're going to be able to run another, what, extra month. Mm. And you just keep pushing that injury off because you're taking the recovery when you need it. Mm. It builds the super consistency of your training. And if you're getting anywhere, you're only going to be able to get to great goals with super consistent work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said. So I think that's uh, pretty good for that acute recovery that we like to talk about, like as far as recovering from a specific race or a specific workout. Now let's talk a little bit about that chronic recovery. So if you are coming back on an injury, right, this is kind of what you were going at with this section. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more if you've been training for a long time, you know, the, the consistency is really the transition between acute uh, recovery, like what do you need from one day to the next? And okay. chronic, what do you need from like one season to the next, one okay. year to the next? I don't know if I would name that chronic. Oh, over a longer time window. Cyclical? Cyclical recovery. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Seasonal? Seasonal recovery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to repeat whatever you go with. Okay, but it's <laughs> it's rooted in the consistency. Consistency is is satisfying. Okay, because you don't have to have three weeks that are good and then you've got that week where you get sick or you've got three weeks that are good and then your knee starts acting up again. Consistency, while it might be a slower path to your goal because you're taking those recovery days along the way, over months and months where you don't have to take a break that's forced upon you from injury – you're going to get to such greater results. Mm. The The overall result is going to be so much more satisfying. And you won't have those just constant, frustrating, forced upon you breaks from sickness and injuries mm. and, and burnout and I hate running kind of things. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot in my training this past year too because this is really the most consistent I've been ever in my training um, over the last year, year and a half. And I... As I said before, you know, looking at the other people in my running group and, and that they tend to like jump in full force and they go all out and they're hitting these paces and they're going on these long runs at really fast paces and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, should I be doing that? No, no, no. And I don't. I, I follow what you tell me and what we what we believe in um, with our plans and, and our coaching. And I've been uninjured pretty much like I've been healthy and uninjured and so yes maybe it's taken me some time to get where I am right now but I've been able to maintain a consistent workout schedule of a good I would say five to six days per week for the last you know year and a half and that's what or more I I gotta say that's probably what most runners want yeah like Yes, a lot it of people are out there. Happy. Yes, it makes a lot of people happy is the consistency. Yeah. Like what would you rather have? The ability to say that you were in control of your running over the course of the year or that you took 3 seconds off your 5k PR. Yeah. Like in the big picture, you'd probably prefer the day in day out happiness over that like short-term joy from like one PR that you hit over the season. Mm -hmm. And if you're consistent with your training over the year, that PR is probably going to fall in there anyway. It will. Okay. Instead of saying, I have to hit this time right here, the consistent training will really get you there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe you have to change the the goals, but the, the way I've got this sort of set up is it's a little football analogy. Don't move the goalposts, just don't make it the last two minutes of the game. Like, you're still aiming for the same goal. Way to, like, bring the Super Bowl in, you know? Like, yes, yeah, it's Super Bowl time. <laughs> it's Super Bowl week, right? Okay. Um, 
just change your time frame. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to. You, you're still heading for the same goal. You just don't have three weeks. You've got three months. You've mm-hmm. got six months. Keep your consistency, yeah. and it's amazing how many goals you're going to be able to achieve. Yeah, it's so true. Because if if you're one of those people that jumps all in full force, or you know people like like this, you know maybe you're not one of these people. You, you like to listen to running podcasts and make yourself a better runner and a better person. <laughs> but maybe you know these people. I know these people, and they they jump in full force. They're all in, and then they're they're there for six months and then you turn around and you're like where'd they go you know like that they just kind of disappear for a while and they went to go see their orthopedic surgeon some sometimes that's true you know sometimes they're injured but sometimes they're just burnt out sometimes they just you know life got in the way and they weren't sure how to manage both because like you said they they burned out in one way and they weren't recovering and then the stress got to them and it's like this whole big cycle that ends up happening and so if you are constantly jumping in and then falling off and then jumping in and falling off you're not oh you're not really going to get great at what you're trying to improve on right you're trying to be a better runner well, let's just take running since that's what we're talking about if you're trying to be a better runner that consistency is going to help you out so much more than jumping in full force and just going balls to the wall for 6 months and then taking off, you know, a couple months because you're injured or burnt out. Right. Every time you rush in, well, the first few weeks may go phenomenal. It's just, it's a sprint towards injury. Like mm-hmm. that's really what you're doing. It's like, let's see what I can accomplish in this t- short little time frame before I get injured. Right. And because a lot of times that's because these athletes, they feel like, okay, well, I should be here because the last time I ran, this is where I ran, but you know, they don't take into consideration, well, I, I didn't run for the last two months, but, and so they try to jump right back in where they were. Well, yeah, it's, it's a big issue with runners, especially coming off of an injury yeah. is you want to be back where you were as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, because even, even where you were probably wasn't like your goal, Mm -hmm. probably got injured before you got to the goal. So you want to at least get back to that point as fast as possible. So that you can then start chasing the goal So then you can start chasing the goal. But if you didn't have to keep taking these detours through rehab, Mm -hmm. you could just actually stay on the slow path and keep gradually climbing. Yeah. It's It's the old tortoise and the hare. Exactly. It's tortoise and the hare through injury. Just stop taking detours down the rehab route and it's it's a steady path of improvement. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't have to be super amazing tomorrow. You just have to be a little bit better tomorrow than you were today. Yeah. You know, and that shows up in every single aspect of life. Mm -hmm. Like whatever the goal is, you don't have to achieve it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You just have to get a little bit closer to it tomorrow than you are today. Yeah. Don't take steps backwards Mm -hmm. as best as you can. Right. And, but with that being said, it is a good idea to periodically take these little breaks from training. That you plan in. Right. Not the ones that are forced upon you because your knee won't go straight anymore. Correct. Yeah, and I was just talking to my friend about that this morning on our run because I feel like I, you know, I was so good about following my training plan leading up to the half marathon. I, I mean, yes and no, but because there was the little, you know, the plan kind of got a little skewed at a couple points, but but essentially I was training for this race, and that is both physically taxing and mentally taxing. And right now that we're done with that race, I am happy that I can just go out and run what I want to run at this point in time. Like, I don't have to be 
hitting certain paces. I don't have to be hitting certain workouts because I don't have another goal. Like I do, you know, I have other goals in mind that I want to work on. Like I want to get my 5k time back down and do, do certain things like that, but it's nothing that's pressing right now. It's nothing that I have something on the calendar and I've got to dedicate and I've got to focus and I've got to be all in on this training. It's kind of like, okay, I'm, it's time for me to just take a breath, enjoy running. If I want to run this workout this day, then I will. And if I want to jump on and run my friend's workout with her, then I'm going to do that. You know, and, it, and it's if, so nice. If running doesn't fit into that day, yeah. then you don't have to stress about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got that race coming up, it's like, well, I got to figure out somehow how we're going to get this workout in, mm-hmm. you know, and we've had that heading in, in like December, which is a, a tricky month to work with, yeah. was a month out from the race that both of us were aiming for. Mm-hmm. And so if we had something on Saturday, then we had to figure out how both of us were going to get a long run in on Sunday. Yeah. And it's it's stressful to try and work all this planning and then you got to eat appropriately like if i can get up and run then i eat one way but if i have to do a long run later in the day then you got to eat correctly for the hours leading up to it and then make sure you eat appropriately afterwards i haven't run in over a week Mm -hmm. if i feel like eating whatever i eat it because i'm not prepping and making sure that i'm eating on an appropriate timeline so that i can run again later that day yeah like and how about like not setting an alarm. Oh, not setting an alarm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, like just being able to wake up like when the girls wake up for school or, you know, set, setting a later alarm because we do still have real life. <laughs> There's you know? still life. There's jobs and kids and, and all that, but not having to wake up at the crack of, you know, before dawn, yes, really. way before the crack before of dawn. Before the crack of dawn to get out and go run and, and put your body through that, like knowing that you can get that extra hour of sleep and actually feel almost rested when you wake up is really nice. Yeah. Unless one of the kids wakes up like an hour before they normally do and just pop into your room. Hey, I'm awake. When did that happen? Over the over the weekend when the one did not sleep in at all and just popped into our room. Was oh, like, was that when the garbage truck yes, when the decided garbage truck, to like blow its horn? Yes, four the times? garbage truck drove by and blasted its horn. Both the kids for no have, reason. Nope, nope. Everybody would have still been sleeping for another hour. I still but still need went, to call waste management. Went right outside of our house <laughs> and honked three times. Yeah. It was not okay. Right. So, just giving yourself the the grace and the permission to take a step back from your training. You can still go out and run, you know, get your runs in, get your weight trainings in. Like you don't want to completely fall off the bandwagon because like we just said, you want to maintain that consistency. You want to be doing something. You want to keep your body moving so that you don't lose all of the gains that you just made during that training cycle. But at the same time, taking the pressure off a little, taking your foot a little bit off the accelerator, just kind of not 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 going all the way over to the brake, but maybe just like easing up a little bit and, and hitting cruise control for a little. Yeah, and I mean, how much you do this varies extensively on who you are, right. how hard that training cycle was, yeah. how long that training cycle was, you know, what race you just came off of, mm-hmm. you know... It depends on a lot of things. You know, you said you took three days off. I'm working on nine days off right now. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have started running a couple of days ago, but it didn't it didn't fit the schedule nicely. So I took and an extra rained. couple and it rained. And it got <laughs> it got breezy. I apologize to everybody up north experiencing negative temperatures. But it, it was, was forty eight this morning when I woke. Yeah, and that's almost like negative twenty. Mm-hmm. So in Florida terms. In Florida that is in fact negative twenty. Mm-hmm. So um everybody the kids at school today were wrapped in 
blankets and parkas <laughs> because it was like 53 degrees. Yeah. So, you know, that that's how we work down here. Yeah. Um, but no wonder the rest of the country thinks we're crazy. <laughs> that's because we are. Yeah. But... Is there a crazy news story? <laughs> Bet it's out of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so the idea here is... You know, sometimes it's nice to take this this actual sizable time off. Even if you take a full week off, you're probably not losing any physical ability. Mm-hmm. Like you're just not. You're not. You know, um, when the kids are, come off of cross country season, they've been racing at least once a week for like three months. That's intense. Like, take some time off. Yeah. You need a mental break from this. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then they've got midterms, so it's like don't try to go run during midterms yeah. unless running is a huge stress relief for right. you. Right. And that's what you said mm-hmm. is take the right approach to running. Don't go out and make sure you have to hit a workout. Yeah. Use running as as a relief mm-hmm. for your day. Yeah, and as a, a bright spot in your day, like especially if you run with your friends, like that's social hour then, you know? Yes. Like it's it sometimes you need that mentally. Like it's actually a really good thing. It can help relieve some of the stress or the pressure that you're experiencing in your life. It's not a burden. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this grind of make sure that you follow exactly the training schedule. Right. It's it's just going out for a run. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't think that your real life runners necessarily would benefit as much mm-hmm. as elites yeah. from taking this extensive time off. Yeah. I don't think they would be hurt by it, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's as necessary because of how running can be viewed. If you can just change your attitude towards running mm-hmm. and be able to take the stress off of the run, be like, I'm going to go run and do this workout because I feel like doing this workout. I want to. Not because that's what the calendar says. Yeah. that's a completely different way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And physically, I don't think that there's necessarily this huge benefit that your, your real life runners are going to get from a week off. And if they can change their, their attitude towards running, they're getting the mental mental break. Yeah. I think that's the key is like, where is like, are you getting a physical break? Cause you need a physical break sometimes and you also need the mental break. So which one is better for you as the real life runner? Is it better for you to go off on a, just a nice easy run or is it better for you to just take a nice rest recovery day and sit on the couch with a book and a cup of tea and relax? Yes. Like all moms can do at all times because they're definitely not being tugged by three kids in different directions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try and sit down with a cup of tea and just see how many kids show up and yank on you for absolute demands. Yeah, try to drink a cup of tea warm. <laughs> I mean, that's a challenge in and of itself. Not until, they're, not until they're asleep. Yeah, one of, one of our... Uh, one of my friends in, in the running group said like she went out for a run and got home before everyone else had woken up and was able to enjoy her coffee hot <laughs> and was so excited about that, you know, that it was such a treat just to do that. Um, that's that's a win. That's starting your day out on a, on a really good note. That's a solid win. And, right. And, and waking up early to go running that day gave her that. Yes. So it can be a recovery. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily need the time off as long as that run is framed correctly and is your recovery. Yeah. And then after you've taken some time that where you're com- in complete control of this, where it's not uh, a break from running that was forced upon you from burnout and from injury, you can come back and feel completely refreshed. Yeah. You know, we had the episode a few weeks ago about like, what are the goals for 2019? Mm -hmm. And when I said them, they were terrifying because I was 
I was pretty much ready for that Key West race and ready to be done with that training cycle. I yeah. needed a mental and physical break from it. Mm -hmm. And now to think about what I, I could possibly do this year is exciting. Yeah, It's much more interesting and much less frightening to, to say. Mm -hmm. It's still a little frightening, but it's much more interesting to me. It doesn't sound like, oh God, that sounds like a long thing to do. Yeah. It's it's interesting and it, it I, I am ready and excited to at least give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of where I am too. So hopefully you guys understand where we're coming from with this. Hopefully if, if you've been, um, resistant to taking recovery days in the past, maybe you'll give it a try and see what you can gain out of your recovery. And believe it or not, a lot of times if you take the rest, if you take the recovery, it's going to make you faster and stronger in the long run, like, and, and even in the short run, really, because you're going to feel better on your speed work, you know, when you're starting to integrate that into your training schedule. Yes. Yes. You need the recovery. It, yeah. it will always benefit yeah. you. Agreed. So that's pretty much what we have for today. I think we can wrap it up. So if you want some of our show notes, you can head over to the website, realliferunnerspodcast.com. This is episode number 73. So we will have our show notes over there, and you can also check out any of our coaching programs there, as well as some free resources that we have on the website for you, including some beginner strength workouts and beginner speed workouts. We've got some free stuff for you guys over there to get started on your running journey or help to you know help you along wherever you are in your journey. So thank you guys as always for spending this time with us. Please do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. If you think that one of your friends might need to hear this message, please click that little share button that's in your podcast app, whatever app you're listening to. There's always that little share button that has a little box with the arrow and you can share it with a friend. You can send it to them on a text message or email or just copy the link and send it over to them and share Share with your friends because sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Well done. <laughs> um, so thank you guys again and we will talk to you next week.